25 years on the PGA Tour and a lifetime member of the PGA Tour and PGA of America. Jay Delsing brings you his perspective on one of the world's greatest games as a professional golfer and network broadcaster. It's the game that connects the pros and the average Joes. Brought to you by Whitmore Country Club. Golf with Jay Delsing is now on 101 ESPN. Good morning. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay Delsing. And with me is not John Perlis, my longtime friend and caddy. You know, meet unbelievable. The show kind of, I mean, the show kind of starts picking up some steam. We create this whack and chase segment. People are kind of talking about it. I got to tell you, when you're out, and we got a, a really cool thing to talk about this morning when it comes to players and caddies. But when you're out looking for a caddy on the PGA Tour, there are three ups that you're looking to, for this caddy to fulfill. Okay. Show up. That, that's a good start. Yeah, I don't that's see, important. My, my chair is empty. Nowhere to be found. Show up. Keep up and shut up. It's hard to keep up if you don't show up. And we can't get Pearly to shut up. There's no way. <laughs> I think I still hear it. I know. It's it's crazy. No, he's out on uh, vacation this week. So uh, thanks for joining us. And um, we formatted the show like a round of golf. This is the On the Range segment brought to you by Golf Discount, where St. Louis shops for all its golf needs. Um, please look for these outlets on social media if you want to reach out to us. My Twitter handle is at Jay Delsing. Facebook is Golf with Jay Delsing and Jay Delsing Golf. LinkedIn is Jay Delsing, and Instagram is floating out there somewhere. <laughs> perfect, perfect, perfect. Okay, what's our show going to look like today? Um, we're going to have a new edition of Whack and Chase. At the end, I've got a, uh, a neat interview coming up with Julie Inkster, Hall of Famer, good friend, uh, Fox colleague, and she is going to captain the Solheim Cup again this year. She's won the last two years. It's uh, the women's version of the Ryder Cup. Right. It's, it's a really big deal. Yeah, it's really cool. And so we talked to Julie a little bit uh, this week, and, and that was fun. And um, so, so meet. last week I was up in Calgary uh, trying to qualify for the Shaw Classic. Okay. All right, so there's 30 people playing. Not that many people go up there to qualify. How'd it go, Calgary, by the way? How'd so it go, by the way? Uh, let me just tell the story, okay. would you? <laughs> Not well. No, it didn't go well. I didn't make it. Actually, I played okay. You know what? I played just about like I've been playing. I'm kind of a part-time player. Mm-hmm. I uh, was one under par with three holes to go, and I made uh, hit a, just a horrible shot on the 17th hole, wound up shooting like uh, 74. Okay. okay. Didn't make it. Needed 69. It was close. But close? No cigar. Next time. But anyway, um, hanging out at the hotel where, where the guys were, were staying, and I ran into a friend of mine named Tom Gillis. Now, most of you folks won't know the name Tom Gillis. He plays on the Champions Tour and, and playing well. Nice guy from Michigan. But if you'll recall, there was a huge uh, uh, a bunch of drama around Matt Kuchar this year, okay? And I'm standing in the in the lobby of the hotel, and Tom comes up to me, and I hadn't seen him in, oh, man, probably five years. I'm like, hey, dude, what's going on? And we just sat shooting a bull a little bit. And uh, I said, Tom, how did you get involved in this Matt Kuchar thing? So let me set this thing up for you. The Mayakoba Classic is an event down in Cancun, Mexico. Right. Great event. Uh, in the middle of winter, gorgeous weather, cool Greg Norman golf course, beautiful resort. So Matt Kuchar was down there. His his normal caddy is John Wood, and his normal caddy took the week off. For whatever reason, maybe his family, whatever, he just it, it was probably agreed upon when they put the schedule together, hey, Matt, I can't work that week. Get some time off. No yeah. problem. So Matt 
goes down there and picks up a local caddy, a guy named David Ortiz. He goes by El Tucan, all right, is his nickname down there. And um, they get they have this arrangement that I'm going to pay you X amount of dollars this week. And he's a club caddy, so he usually works for like 120 bucks a, a bag. Right. Okay. And so um, he, you know, long story short, Kucher wins the, the golf tournament. So $1.3 million yeah, to the winner. A lot of money. How much does he pay his caddy? Uh, not oh, that much. Not good. Not great. Pays him five grand. Which was agreed upon previously. Yeah, they, they said, look, you know, but it, it was one of those things where I, I'm sure they thought, man, this is never going to, right. you know, this is never going to uh, happen or it's, it's, it's got an unlikelihood of happening. And so anyway, um, that's, what, that's what they do. And he just walks up to this guy and gives him an envelope. So the guy's thinking, oh, no big deal. I mean, this is, this is exciting stuff. He opens the envelope, five grand. Crazy disappointed. So typically, me, if John Wood was down there working for Cooch, he'd make a hundred, just under a hundred and thirty k of the week. Going rates ten percent, right? Right. So ten percent across 10%. the board. Now, how how does that not apply to a fill in caddy? Like, is it like how how does that situation work out when you when you know your caddy's going to be gone and you need to find somebody? How, how do you negotiate all that? So for me, I would say something like, um, "Here's what I'm going to pay you. You're going to get X amount of salary for the week, and I'll give you X percentage of what I win. If I win the tournament, we'll talk about that." Okay. So let's just put some let's get some other facts on the table. You know, on this show, we're we're loose on the facts, but we're pretty <laughs> close on this. Matt Kuchar made. Six point three million bucks this year, not too bad. That's pretty de- bad. pretty decent. Won year. two tournaments. Won the Hawaii, the Sony over in Hawaii as well. He's made over fifty million bucks in his career. Wow, that's just on the course, mate. You can go ahead and take probably another twenty five million that he's made in endorsements over Jeez. the length of his career. Lots and lots and lots of dough, right? So you're pushing a hundred million dollars in guy, total, pretty right, close, right? Lots of money, and. He pays him five k. I, I I was startled, so I said that. So this is that's the background, folks. So this caddy is speaks very little English. Um, he, he happens to be a, a really good caddy. I've I did just a little bit of uh, investigating on that, and and he's like got a real reputation on there for being a good caddy. He um, he's pissed. I think he has the right to be, and he really doesn't know what to do. Okay, so um, a long story short, Tom Gillis gets a call from another tour player, I'll leave his name out of it, who says, I really don't want to be involved in this, but I figured you would do right by this caddy. Will you do it? And Tom's like, what is it? He explains him the situation and gives him Ortiz's number. So they get a translator and they say, you know, this is, this is what happens. And so Tom Gillis went to... Kuchar's agent and try to reach him and say, look, this is this is no good. You know, let's not get this out in the media. Take care of this thing. This right. guy, will, everybody will be happy. No response. No response. Here's um, here's what uh, uh, David Ortiz said, uh, wrote an email to uh, Mark Steiber. I'm a humble man who takes care of his family and works hard. 
I'm reaching out to you to see if you can facilitate me receiving a fair amount for my help with Matt winning $1.296 million, Ortiz wrote to Mark Steinberg. That was on January 24th. I am not looking to disparage Matt or give him a bad name. Fair is fair, and I feel like I was taken advantage of by placing my trust in Matt. Three emails got sent to Steiny. No res- last response said, I'm out of the country. What Matt offered was fair. Wow. That's when my buddy Tom Gillis got involved and tried to reach out to these guys. And he said, look, if you don't take care of this, we're going to the media. And they didn't take care of it. And they went to the media. And, man, did it get completely whacked out of proportion. It blew up so fast. It was the biggest. It was the biggest story in the news at the time. It was, and you know what? As as I told you, I'm not looking to. I like Matt Kutcher. I really do. But you know, we all make mistakes. This thing got completely out of bounds on him, right? And um, so um, he did the right thing. He went back to um, uh, to Ortiz and gave him another forty five k in cash, check, money order. Cases, whatever that was. That's but a lot of money in cash. That's it's, uh, it's still it sent some coins down there. It's still um, Venmo you. Yeah, it's still it's still. Um, what do we figure? It's still about it's forty percent of the go. Yeah, no, thirty percent of the going rate. Yeah, yeah. It's it's incredible. First of all, how much? How about the PGA Tour? I mean, if you're a good if you're a a, a good player, it is a cash cow for you I'm for sure. Is there is there a governing body? I know there's probably not for a fill-in caddy, but in every sport, the players have their players' union. Everybody is protected we don't have, by we, a governing we, body. We, by the way, do not have a players' union. Really? We are all independent contractors. We once tried, and there are too many personalities, too many egos, cuckoo wow. for Cocoa Puffs on out so, there. For so that. there's nothing to oversee the fairness of this. The you know, it's it's bad business. I well, mean, that's essentially well, what it is. So there are cer- certain things that's um, pretty cool. So one of the things, folks, that you know, you wonder. So you go down to this resort, and it's a you can you can go down there. You can have a vacation down there. It's beautiful, and you want to play golf, you know, and you you walk out to the course, and caddies are assigned to you. But when there's a tournament there, it's the player's responsibility to go find caddies. Right. So they'll call a friend of a friend, or they'll have someone down there, or there'll be a bunch of caddies out there, and you might even test them out in a couple practice rounds just to see, you know, when your normal guy's not there. So that's kind of all on the cat, all on the player caddy to kind of work this thing out. Um, I will say this: there have been occasions where players don't pay caddies, like at all, right? Where they stiff them, and the the caddies go to the PGA Tour, and that does get straightened out wow there are incidents as well i've just through the years the locker room guys mm-hmm. another good place you know you go in there meet you go in there and you're carrying you know 27 clubs that you can't hit any of you got four <laughs> pair of shoes all this crap you know these guys are in there bending over backwards every day cleaning your shoes basically they're at your whim right you know and they they it got so bad Back when I was playing, some guys would walk out and not pay anything. Wow. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I, I I would have these guys. I got to know these guys after 25 years or so being seeing the same guys. Right. And, I mean, like, you guys doing well? He's like, you know, so-and-so. And I'm like, you're kidding. Like, I, I remember one time that I had to catch a flight, and I 
flew out of there, and I went, oh, man. So I got the number, got a check, sent it to him. I called him, told him it's right. coming. You feel awful I about had, it. Yeah. yeah, man. I mean, a guy's cleaning your shoes? Right, right. He's cleaning, like, the crud off the bottom of your, you Washing know, all those your shirts. And, and, yeah. yeah. I was like, come <laughs> on, man. And, I mean, you stand there, and he's like, you want a beer? I'm like, yeah. Can you get me, like, a 12-pack right now? <laughs> I need <laughs> them all right I now. need them all. <laughs> Open them all, please. Get them cold. Yeah. Um, so those things happen too, and the official, the tour officials will go up to a player and go, "You take care of this, or you know, we're gonna have some serious fining going on." And see, for baseball, I, I don't know. Again, on yeah. this show, the the rules and the, yeah. and the facts are are flexible, but yeah. in baseball, I'm pretty sure it's built in that players have their dues to their clubhouse guys. I think it's almost a required yeah, thing like that is. to take care of those guys, and those guys can make some decent money with. Well, and they can required. also make some nice, t- you know, some of the guys. Some tips, that, yeah. I mean, think about how much money the players are making. Right. Just, oh, yeah. I mean, it's the same way in golf, though. I mean, if you're making ten million bucks a year and a guy's cleaning your shoes, you <laughs> right. can't give him a couple, three, four hundred dollars, exactly. you know, and and help him take care of his family. Anyway, so we had that thing going on with with uh, Kucher, and I. That it's it's an old story, but it's an interesting story because um, Rory, when. Um, they were doing a tour championship, busted Kucha a little bit over money because um, I think Kucha finished, I think, in fifth place by one point, and it was like for $300,000. And okay. Roy looked at the media and said, well, we know how much money how much money means to Mad Kucha. And everyone was like, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> yeah, it was, a little jab at yeah, him. Yeah, it was pretty good. I do have a question for you. Yep. Uh, so if you were in his situation and you needed a caddy, yep. Would you prefer to have somebody that you've worked with before or somebody that knows the course that you're going to if you don't know it as well? I would, um, if I don't know the course, and that course, when I played down there, I didn't know it at all. So it was a brand new tournament. I would have probably preferred someone that knew the course. And then you just get down there, try a couple out, maybe go out with a couple guys. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And and, um, believe me, when those, those, those club caddies, See this opportunity, I mean they're going to jump at it. Yeah, because yeah. it's a uh, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity, and I, I mean, when you think about um, what uh, David Ortiz's home looks like, there he's got a couple of kids. They don't have any drapes in the windows. They did some research. Come on, right? This is going to make his world. I'm sure five thousand dollars to him, you know, that was a huge deal. But right. I mean, compared to what he deserved, right? I mean, still, yeah. And so, uh, some someone's asked me, what would you pay him? And it would be really hard for me not to give that dude a hundred grand. Right. If I'm in Kuchers, it would be really hard not to go. This is going to be such a fun check to write because this will mean way more to him than to me. Right. You just won. Like the the win was his prize at that point. What's the money to him? Right. I mean, right. really. I know. I know. I mean, I don't know. Some people. It all has different. You know, money. It's crazy. It makes us all <laughs> nuts. Yeah. The stuff we do for it. Right. Um, so that was kind of interesting. Um, up in um, Calgary, uh, just beautiful driving in, and I can sh- I can sh- I can show you a picture of what we're doing radio. There are three longhorn sheep. Oh wow! In the middle of the highway. Okay. The, whole, the, the highway stopped them thinking there's an accident up here. We get up there, they're just chewing on some grass that's coming up in the middle of the concrete. Just hanging out. Yeah. And these suckers are huge. Like, what is that thing? Are we at the zoo? Yeah, that that uh, if you've never been to to Calgary, that Banff area, mm-hmm. it's it's gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. Um, and the um, <laughs> we should probably talk about this. Maybe we'll talk about this in the break. We'll talk about the Champions Tour event 
that was played up there and how Jeff Short won the event. We'll talk about that next. That'll be uh, on the front nine segment. This is Golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. Doster, Olam, and Boyle LLC are a proud sponsor of Golf with Jay Delsing here on 101 ESPN. The firm was started in January 2015 by Mike Doster, Jess Olam, and John Boyle, three veterans of the St. Louis real estate, banking, commercial, and corporate legal landscape. The firm was founded on the shared view that success should be measured by client and community satisfaction, not profits for partner. The firm's focus is on business, real estate, corporate, finance and restructuring, and succession planning. Since its founding in 2015, Doster, Olam, and Boyle have been involved in real estate, business, and corporate transactions with a combined value in excess of over $1 billion. For decades, Doster, Olam, and Boyle lawyers have been recognized as leaders in their practice areas by their peers. Doster, Olam, and Boyle, LLC. Extraordinary talent, ordinary people. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely upon advertisements. I want to thank Whitmore Country Club for sponsoring my show, Golf with Jay Delsing. There's 90 holes of golf at Whitmore. If you join out at Whitmore, you get privileges at the Missouri Bluffs, the Links of Dardine, Golf Club of Wentzville, and all the cart fees are included in that membership. There's no food and beverage minimums and no assessments ever. They've got a great 24-hour fitness center, a large pool complex, three tennis courts, a year-round social calendar that is rocking out at Whitmore. There's kids clubs, junior golf, junior tennis, swim team available for your children. This is a family-friendly atmosphere, a wonderful staff, and you've got to go to the golf shop and visit my friend, Bummer. He is an absolute treat. Don't forget about the golf leagues, their skin games, members tournaments. Bummer and the staff out at Whitmore are continually running cool and fun golf events for you and your family. Visit their website at WhitmoreGolf.com. I want to welcome my newest sponsor to Golf with Jay Delsing. It's Golf Discount. Golf Discount is where St. Louis has shopped for its golf equipment since 1976. Golf Discount has been and still is locally owned. They employ the most experienced staff you'll find anywhere. There are two locations, one in South County just off of Lee May Ferry and one in O'Fallon at Highways K and N. Golf Discount fits your custom equipment to your swing using the state-of-the-art GC Quad Launch Monitor. This ensures that perfect fit that you're looking for. Go to Golf Discount for all your golfing needs. You're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. You can find Jay online at jdelsinggolf.com. Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay, and you are listening to The Front Nine here at uh, 101 ESPN. Um, I, I wanted to add one other thing. I will say Matt Cooch, we talked about Cooch earlier. He did come out with an apology, said he messed up the situation completely, apologized to Ortiz, apologized to his fans, th- that whole deal. So um, he had a hell of a year, though, Kuchar. He, right. surra- he, he played Garcia down in Austin in the match play event, and Garcia picked up a putt that Kuchar didn't give him, and that was a – it was like a foot long, and, you know, <laughs> it was just there's, there's been a lot of controversy around this dude this year. But um, so I was up in Calgary, meet. so check this out. For all you guys, you got to pull this up on, on YouTube or, or – uh, it was on Twitter when I saw it. Jeff Short's coming down the last hole of Calgary mm-hmm. with a chance to win the tournament. He's tied with Scott McCarron and, and one other player. 18th hole is a par 5, reachable. 
if you had a good drive, hits a good drive in the fairway. There's a pond in the front right part of the fairway meet. Okay. And the green kind of sits a little at a 45-degree angle away from you. So the water, you miss your ball at all, and it goes to the water every time. I just <laughs> know from experience. I would yeah, miss. Right. <laughs> so, Jeff, so, so Jeff Short is going for this thing in two and hits his three with a little off the bottom. It's kind of leaking to the right, and he's thinking, oh, man. Hits a rock in the pond, up on the green, two-putt. Birdie wins a tournament. <laughs> what? I'm not kidding you. It was like, boing, it was like a ricochet. It was unbelievable. You got to check it out. I. It almost looks like someone edited it. It's a member's bounce, isn't it? That is. what they it call is. that? It's a, yeah, it is. It is some, something else. So uh, really uh, kind of cool. That tournament up there, uh, Shaw Communications does a great job. There is a, a hell of a lot of money for that community. And they. it's one of those areas Calgary's never had a – a regular tour event, mm-hmm. so they get a champions event and they go all they just out. Just go nuts. Yep, they all they, get a they, little taste of it. They do, and, they, and the Canadians are uh, great sports and, and golf fans in particular. That's how I was with the PGA Championship here. I had never been to a golf event. Yeah. That was my first one, and oh, cool. I was hooked. Like I, I think it was honestly probably the best sporting event I've been to live. Well, then guess what? In 2020, next year, there's a champions event coming to coming St. Louis. Here. Yeah. Yeah, it is, baby. <laughs> Champions have been coming to St. Louis. Got a lot of details. I'm not going to talk about that yet, but it's coming to St. Louis, uh, and it's just terrific. Okay, so I've got this interview with Julie Inkster. Let me give you some info about Julie Inkster. Crazy. First of all, LPGA Hall of Fame. Won the U.S. Amateur three times. Won the U.S. Open three times. Seven major championships. 45 total wins around the world. Over 13 million bucks playing women's golf. Wow. I mean, they no, they played for no money. Right. Uh, besides that, just a super cool person. I had her in St. Louis last year. We did a couple of things for the for the United States Women's uh, Mid Amateur Tournament. Just a great lady. So um, uh, this is my friend Julie Inkster. Yeah, let's lo- uh, leave that friend thing that's pretty loose on that friend thing how about just julie inkster i'm not sure that we're back at a friend yeah i pretty much can't stand you yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding jay you're my best buddy uh Ju- julie um man you've been all over the news again you've you've got your your third captaincy for the solemn cup but before we go i i i, I just did some prep Google, you know, because I'm so techie. Yeah. And I, I, yeah. I, I just look at your career, Julie. Seriously, seven majors, 44 career wins, 31 on the LPGA Tour, a Hall of Famer. Um, really? I mean, how, I how cool yeah, is I, that? I look at that, too. <laughs> I look at it, too, and I'm like, really? Uh, I, Julie, I can remember when we first started working on the Fox team together and I saw the picture of your high school golf team and you're playing with a bunch of guys and you're probably kicking all their asses back then. And I just, I, I just loved it. You and I have connected ever since and it's, I, I'm just a, a huge fan. Well, thanks Jay. I appreciate it. And golf has been, uh, it's, you know, I fell into golf, uh, got a job at the golf course and, it's uh it's i still love to play um i still have the passion for the game uh you know the game of golf has brought me so much joy and a lot of a lot of distress too as you know Uh, it's a a love-hate relationship but um you know i've been able to travel around the world and raise a family and and now i get to be the captain of solheim cup again it's all good right now yeah, you got Haley and, and Corey. I guess we need to throw Brian in there somewhere. He had something to do with all this stuff, you know. But um, <laughs> yeah. it's just, yeah, it, it's, um, 
One of the things that I've talked to people about on the show is talk a little bit about how you did get in the game because your story is great. Yeah, um, we lived on a we lived on a golf course in Santa Cruz, uh, a great golf course. I didn't know it was a great golf course until I start. I went to college, but it was a past Campo golf course, an old Alistair McKenzie course. And I had two older brothers, and you know we kind of had the neighborhood where we play all all different types of sports. Um, we played football, we played wiffle ball, we sold golf balls and lemonade on the golf course, but we really never played golf and. My dad was a fireman. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. And at 15, you know, my dad told me I needed to get a job. And one of my best buddies played golf. Um, uh, he And he was um, living across the fairway. Uh, he said, why don't you go up and see if you can get a job at the golf course? And I'm like, well, what do you do? And he goes, well, we pick up the range. We park cards. We clean clubs. And I'm like, okay. So I went up there, got the job, and... You know, I realized that there were just a lot of guys, boys my age, playing golf. And I'm thinking, you know, I think I can do this game and got some clubs from the back room and just started playing. And that's how I got into it. Julie, that's just crazy. And it's so interesting. I mean, when I hear you say the words, because the way I started is very similarly. But, you know, we both have kids and and that's not going to resonate with everybody. No, I know. <laughs> I know. I didn't have track man and I didn't have a coach and I didn't have a physical therapist uh and you know we just we literally played golf from sun up to sundown in the summer that's that's all we did you know I worked there but then I'd play before my job and after my job um I just I don't know I fell in love with the game how it you didn't really need anybody to play you could just try to get better and, you know, we just kind of, we hit shots. And I think that's why, um, you know, a lot of us have really just kind of unique swings. We just kind of made it work. Yeah, Julie, isn't that the truth, especially when you compare that to the modern age? You said something so cool. We hit shots. Remember how you just go out with yeah. your friends and go, I think I can curve this around this tree. Yeah. yeah. And then you hit it's, 300 until you could figure out how to do it. Yeah, and, you know, you, you, you set up, you, you don't say, okay, set up open, you know, chest open, um, club face will open, swing out. We just said, okay, there that's where we want to get to. How, how are we going to get it there? And we just go out and do it. Yeah, so, I mean, and then, so then things start taking off for you, uh, three-time All-American and um, whatever uh, – uh, San Jose State Athlete of the Year. I mean, they don't have that at UCLA, do they? Because I'm sure I would have won that. <laughs> you would have won the Scholar Athlete. Oh, probably, that's uh, maybe. You know, UCLA is a small school, not a lot of good athletes down there. I'm sure I could have got tallest or something. You know, there's not big basketball <laughs> players either down there. Did, did, they, did they even know that, that you had, they had golf at UCLA? They didn't even know I was there. I could promise you that. <laughs> And then, so Inc. Then you win three U.S. amateurs, three consecutive. Yeah. Um, again, uh, I just uh, so so I started playing, and then um, so I was going into my sophomore year of high school, and the guys' golf coach, the boys' golf coach, we didn't have a girls' team. Uh, found out I was playing, so he called my mom and dad and asked him if, if it'd be okay if, if I went out for the golf team, and 
And so they asked me, and I said, yeah. So I, I made the JV team my sophomore year, and then varsity in June, in, in varsity my junior and senior year. Um, and then, you know, that, that my senior year to when I went to San Jose State, I qualified for the Open and qualified for the amateur. Um, and then, you know, going into my junior year of college, I won the U.S. amateur. So, um I got I got good kind of quickly, and I think that I, I think that's because I played so many different sports in high school that you know I was just kind of a sports junkie. You know, Julia, I, I, I know you are, and you're such a, um, an authentic person. I really want that to come through in this interview because you the the matter of factness and the you're so down to earth, and and you're just kind of like, yeah, we just started hitting shots, and before you know it, I got good fast. And then I won the U.S. Amateur, and it's, I mean, obviously there were tons and tons of hours put in between then, but it, it, it really started happening that way, and just almost, I don't want to say easily, but it just kind of progressed, didn't it? Yeah, and, and the thing is, I mean, looking back on it, I'm like, wow, I won the Amateur in five years, but it seemed like, you know, I played in, I think, two before that, and I think the best I did was the quarterfinals, and I'm like, I should be winning this thing. You know, you're, you're so impatient at, at such an early age, but, uh, um, you know, and a lot of, a lot of it is not always the pretty swings win. it's, it's what you got kind of in your gut. Um, and I, I always, I always loved match play because it was just mono mono, you know, you against me. Um, and I kind of had it in my, it kind of, that, I, I was pretty competitive, and I didn't really like to lose, and I think match play set up nicely for me. <laughs> Tell the folks what happened one time when your opponent picked up your coin for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, t- I told him, I'll be, I'll, I can pick up my own coin. You don't need to pick it up. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love it. I mean, if that isn't the competitor in you, it just, uh, and, um, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just terrific. You had a, a, a phenomenal career on, on the LPGA Tour. I, I mentioned before, 31 wins on tour, but 45 in total. But the one thing that strikes me, Julie, is you're a mom first. You know, as much as you love the game, I, I've met your girls, and they just mean the world to you. And back in the day, that was almost impossible to, to try to play golf and be a mom and, and do them both well. Yeah. I mean, we, we didn't have maternity leave. Um, so I played six weeks after I had Haley and six weeks after I had Corey. Um, we didn't, when I had Haley, we didn't have daycare. Um, we had kinder care, but it was closed on the weekends. And for a golfer, that doesn't really work very well. Not if you try uh, to make money on the weekends, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you know, it was, it was tough. Um, you know, and I, as I said before, my mom was a stay at home mom and, um, you know, I'm traveling with my kids, uh, you know, after, well, my oldest is six weeks and she's sleeping in closets and in bathrooms. And I was just thought I was going to raise a psycho kid, but, uh, <laughs> what, what I learned is they, they don't remember. And, and, uh, I think we've been to every zoo just about in every city we played in. Um, and looking back on it, yeah, it was really hard because I wanted to be involved. I wanted to give them bath. I wanted to read them. I wanted to get them to bed, but, uh, I wouldn't have changed it for anything. We got lost so many times, Jay, on the road because we didn't have GPS. We had to read a map oh. and 
I should have took that into it sounds a state map reading skill. Uh, <laughs> Julie, wait so, a minute. How did we how did we function before we had GPS? Oh God, I I have no idea. I I really don't. I mean, I think back on it is you know, we had one of those atlases, you know, the big atlases in our in my we had a van that traveled. Um, so if it was more than five hours, my caddy would drive it. If it was five hours, I would drive. I drove it with the kids. And oh my God, we looked at that. It, it just, I just, like, I, I just laugh because of all the times we got lost and 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 then trying to find our way back with that stupid atlas. It was, just, oh, it was brutal. Julie, I flew in the first time I get to play the Kemper Open in Washington D.C. I fly into Reagan National, which was just called National, I think, at the time, and I get in a rent a car and off I go, you know. And I got a map and it's like upside down and don't know how to unfold it, and. Before you know it, I am so lost. I, I get to a payphone because we don't have cell phones. And oh, a guy's oh, like, yeah. oh, you're in Virginia. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, he's like, you're two states over. You you missed Maryland and you're in Virginia. I'm like, oh, dear God. <laughs> you know, so. when and, and I can remember that year, Julie, my first my first time to D.C. So I've never been there. And I get a hotel. You know, it's like a red roof in somewhere. And it's like an hour yeah. and 20 minutes from the golf course because I had no idea, you know, what the regional uh, thing looked like there. And the tour sent zero information out about the area, the hotels, anything. So I'm, I'm looking for a cheap hotel that, you know, that I can, you know, just try to win the Kemper Open in. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so funny. It is. It is. But it is. Uh, it's it's amazing how you know these days if if my gps doesn't come up in a minute i'm mad you know right. it's like come on you know right. let's go i got to go you know right and it's, we all have uh, tournament cars now and all the niceties oh. them. you know julie yeah. it's really great to see the lpga tour start to get what it deserves i mean the players have been so good for so long but the the purses are growing the players are so damn good but they're starting to get recognition now, and it's been about time. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was reading somewhere that Rory McIlroy made over $17,000 per hole last year. I'm, I'm pretty sure in my lifetime I didn't make .7 cents per, per hole. <laughs> uh, and I don't have the courage <laughs> you know? to do mine. <laughs> it's yeah. going to be bad. <laughs> But I mean, it's it's uh, it is. I mean, we're we got a long way to go, but we we do have a lot of great players. I mean, this Jin Young Ko has not made a bogey in 106 holes. I mean, think about that. I mean, that's un- unbelievable. I need to take her uh, out and show her how to do that. Yeah, well, I could show her after the first hole. Oh my uh, gosh, I but, saw her play last week, and it was like she turned the switch on. And just made you know four birdies in her last five holes. Yeah, I mean she's I mean she's really good, but you know we have a lot of good good. I mean the quarters are great. Lexi Thompson's great. Um, you know we got a lot of great young personalities. Um, you know it, it, the PGA Tour they rely so much on TV revenue, and um, you know there's just unfortunately not enough spots on TV for us to get on there. So. We're working at it, but, uh, you know, it's, it's better than when I came out, and uh, hopefully it'll, it'll be better when, uh, you know, the rookies finish this, you know, this year. That's going to wrap up the front nine. There's more of the Julie Inkster interview coming up. we got to take a pause to listen to a few commercials. 
for the folks that support us here at Golf with Jay Delson. Quick note, we just got a call from our friend Joe Sheezer at USA Mortgage. He said the rates are still below 4%, and if you mention Golf with Jay Delsing, he'll give you a discount on your closing costs. Please call him today at 314-628-2015. Do you folks know about a family-owned and operated jewelry business that's been in the St. Louis area since 1946? If you haven't heard the name Sutley before, well, you have now. They are the premier Hearts on Fire dealer in the metropolitan region and have been for more than 21 years. What's a Hearts on Fire diamond, you ask? It is the world's most perfectly cut diamond. The Sutleys are knowledgeable and passionate about your jewelry needs and are open six days a week. They will treat you like family and want to understand your wishes and desires. Their business thrives on developing personal relationships with you. Sully's also strive to stay on top of the latest trends in fashion with amazing selection of designer jewelry from famous designers like Lagos, Zengani, Simon G., just to name a few. It's all done at Sutley. Sully's is on the cutting edge of the diamond business, featuring the lab-grown diamonds that can cost 30 to 40% less than a mined diamond. Whether it's a hearts on fire, designer or custom jewelry, or even the new and innovative lab-grown diamonds, let Sutley Jewelers take care of all your jewelry needs. I have known this family for 45 years. Go in and see Gary. Ask for Gus. Ask for Laura. It's a family business, and they are terrific people. They're located in the Lamp and Lantern Village on Clayton Road, just west of Highway 141 in town and country. You can also visit them at saettele.com. After 25 years on the PGA Tour, Jay Delsing takes you behind the scenes from the eyes of a pro. Now back to more golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay Delsing. Uh, we are going to, this is the back nine segment, and we are going to go back to the remainder of this Julie Inkster interview. I hope you enjoy it. Let's talk a little bit about the Solheim Cup and what it means to you. You're the captain of the third. Uh, this is your third team in a row. It happens like the Ryder Cup every other year. And, um, man, Julie, what a thrill. Yeah, I mean, it's an honor. That's what it is. I, the first year, um, I did it in 2015 in Germany. Um, and, you know, we came from behind, way behind, and we won that. Uh, you know, and I just thought that was that was my time. You know, I always wanted to do it in the States, but you know, it, it, you know, I got to do it in Germany and we had a blast. And, and uh, so then, um, you know, we got on a call and, and they asked me if I'd do it again. I, and I was like, yeah, uh, in a heartbeat. And it was Des Moines, Iowa, which was great. Uh, my team just played awesome that week. And then, um, so I'm thinking, okay, that's definitely it. And, um, then then they said, "How would you like to do it again?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure, I'll do it again." Do you think they like uh, winning, Jewel? <laughs> well, I mean, this is this is my last rodeo. There's someone else. It's so much fun, you know. We got we got we're starting to get a, a nice little crew that's going to be lined up to do it. Um, you know, with Angela Stanford and Kerr, Christy Kerr, yeah. and. Morgan and Paula. I mean, we we got eight to ten years that uh, we got some good captaincies coming up. So, uh, but you know what? I like you said. I've been fortunate to do a lot of great things in golf, but by far this is the most fun 
and the most rewarding thing is to be the captain for a Solheim Cup team. So, so Joel, give us some, one story. I love the story you told me about Annika <laughs> when um, you told me you invited her over for Thanksgiving dinner, which was kind oh, of yeah. funny. But um, and and the folks won't know that, but I'll tell them when you're not on the air because it was just a great part of the story. But is there anything, anything in the room that sticks out? I mean, I love seeing the um, the the team come together and. In a couple of weeks, I'm going to have Jennifer Monroe on, who you know helps you with uh, the personalities and personality yeah. traits, and helps yeah. you pair those guys mm-hmm. up. So we can talk a little bit about Jennifer, but I, I'd love to to hear any something that you know inside the room or or on, inside the ropes that people don't otherwise know. Well, I mean, it's it's uh, you know, golf is such an individual game that you, you really don't um, you really don't get to know. I mean, I know uh, the players, but you don't really get to know them until you're in the room for them with a week. And we were in Germany, and um, uh, and I was kind of, kind of figuring out, um, you know, kind of some pairings and stuff. And and um, Lexi's sitting there with with Christy Kerr, and they just got done playing. And um, so I go, uh, I go, Lexi. I go, uh, you, you guys, you guys are going going out. Um, you're going to probably get paired with um, Norquist against Norquist and Pedersen because I'm pretty sure they're going out. And she's she's eating her her lunch and she looks to me up to me. She says, "I don't care who I play, we'll win." Oh, and it was classic. I'm I like, love that. Okay, she never says anything because I don't, I don't really care who we who we play. We're, we're going to win. Well, that's and a girl that's grown up around brothers too. You know, that is just awesome. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. She's, she's got, she's got kind of that, that quiet assassin, you know, she doesn't care who she plays, when she plays, who she plays with. She just says, you know, what time do I tee off and, and where do I go? She seems like pretty much a flat line out there, Julian. Man, is she a talented player. She's so talented, and, and uh, she's a great. I mean, she's she's still a kid. I mean, she's twenty four, uh, but she she's a great great kid. I love being around her. Um, you know, she doesn't say much, but when she does, it's kind of funny. Uh, but she she's uh, she loves to compete. That's what she loves to do. Well, how how great is that? So now. You're going to you're playing this week. You're actually getting to play a tournament this week up in Portland. I am. I'm playing in Portland. What's the course like? Yeah, it's great. Columbia Edgewater. It's old school. You'd love it. It's a small green, tree lined, kind of a little. Everything's kind of a, like a little dog leg. You know, it's 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 a good golf course. It's it's not real long, um, but it, the greens are really fast and really tough. Uh, that sounds like uh, something good for good putters like you. Uh, Julia, is it nice for you to be able to kind of step, I mean, all of the pulls. Your daughters are older. You've got all sorts of business things you do. You do some television commentary, too. And right in the middle of just picking your Solheim Cup team, is it nice to get inside the ropes? Yeah. It, you know, I haven't played for probably, I think uh, I played in June was the last time I played a tournament. So, um it's nice to kind of brush them off and get out there. And we played the pro-am today, had a great group and, and, 
tomorrow I play with uh, Gabby Lopez and uh, Carlotta Sangana, who's just a really talented uh, player from Spain that, that will be on the European team. Um, but, again, it's quiet, but just I just love watching her play golf. Say, say, Jewel, you just mentioned the pro-ams. We've talked about this a little bit on our show before, and then I'll let you go. But, um, Julie, how important – people have no idea how important those pro-ams are that just, because it distinguishes our sport from all the others because they're out playing with a Hall of Famer like yourself the day before you're going to compete. Yeah. I mean, but that that's, that's where, you know, that's where we can pay our sponsors back by – um, them supporting the LPGA. And I, I think the LPGA does the great, best job at, in pro-ams. Uh, they're engaging. Um, they're personable. Uh, they're not really worried about their games that day. They want to make it fun for you. And, um, you know, it's, I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's a, it's a lot of work. Don't get me wrong. It's five hours and, uh, you know, it's, it's tiring. But, um, you know, it's part of the job. And um, it's it's what make what makes us tick. Yeah, it's, and 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 it's and it's it gives these folks that are so golf crazy this chance to step inside the ropes, play with you, or play with Tiger Woods, play with these great champions. And it's you know you can't play tennis with Nadal or Federer. You're not going to go shoot baskets no. with Michael Jordan. That's what distinguishes our sport. That's what makes it so great. Oh, it is, and it's it's. Uh... And that's, that's, you know, I can go to our club and play with a couple, you know, 16, 18 handicappers, and as long as they're fun, I don't care. Right. Um, you know, and, and that's, what makes it, that's what makes it great, and we can still have a good match. Yeah, it's really special. Well, hey, Jewel, we had a blast with having you in St. Louis last year for the Women's Mid-Am at Norwood, and uh, you made a bunch of friends. Or they, they, I see them at the club, and they're always saying – Man, when is Julie coming back? I'm like, probably tomorrow. I don't know. She's just going to pop in sometime. <laughs> uh, but but we, we, you've got a big following here in St. Louis. You know I'm a huge fan, and I, I, I will be watching you this week. And uh, best of luck in the Solheim Cup, too, man. Uh, well, well, go red, white, and blue. Hey, thanks, Jay. Thanks for having me on. And, you know, keep those texts coming. I love hearing from you. Okay, and that's going to wrap up the back nine and that interview with Julie. Uh, man, such a cool person and just down to earth and supporting the red, white, and blue. It's um, Folks, tune into that Solheim Cup and watch Julie. Come back. We are going to go to the 19th hole. This is Golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. Urban Chestnut Brewing Company is proud to be an official sponsor of 101 ESPN's newest show, Golf with our friend Jay Delsing. Just like Jay, Urban Chestnut is born right here in St. Louis. With three local brewing and restaurant locations, you won't travel far to sample straight from the source. If you're heading out to the links this weekend or if you're just in the mood for a classic German-style beer, grab a four-pack of our fresh, refreshing Zwickel Bavarian Lager wherever craft beers are sold. Urban Chestnut Brewing Company, St. Louis, Missouri. Prost! Golf Discount is where St. Louis has shopped for all of its golf equipment needs since 1976. There are two locations in town, one in South County just off of Lee May Ferry and one in O'Fallon at Highways K and N. Golf Discount is and always will be locally owned. They employ the most experienced golf staff you'll find anywhere in town. And if you're looking to get yourself some custom fit equipment, go to Golf Discount. They use the GC Quad Launch Monitor. This ensures you will always get the perfect fit you're looking for. Visit Golf Discount today.
It's time for the 19th hole on Golf with Jay Delsing. The 19th hole is brought to you by Mike Duffy's Pub and Grill. Mike Duffy's Pub and Grill, the best burgers in town since 1986. Mike Duffy's Pub and Grill, the best burgers in town since 1986. And don't forget you can stop in at Mike Duffy's today for a free appetizer order of toasted ravioli. Just mention the name, Golf with Jay Delsing. Welcome back. This is the 19th hole, Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. We finished 18 holes, and we're going to my favorite part of the day, the 19th hole, sponsored by Mike Duffy. Um, we had a great event at Mike Duffy's a couple weeks ago, by the way. Good stuff, Mike. Uh, thank you for the support. Um, you know, my man doesn't show up. I got no caddy. I'm whacking and chasing, so we had to, we had to uh, go ahead and record this thing. But um, before we get to the whack and chase, let me just tell you briefly about Whitmore Country Club. Uh, there's 90 holes of golf at Whitmore Country Club. Um, the golf and the cart, the cart fees are included in your membership, and you get access to the Missouri Bluffs, the links at Dardine, and the Golf Club of Wentzville. There's no food and beverage minimums and no assessments. There's a large pool complex, three tennis courts, 24-hour fitness complex. Year-round social calendar includes holiday parties, picnics, date nights, live music. There's a kids' club in the evening to watch your children and much, much more. For the kids, there's junior golf, junior tennis, swim teams are available. This is a family-friendly atmosphere with a wonderful staff. And you've got to visit Bummer in the golf shop. He is a great guy, and he and the staff out there are available to help you with any thing golf related bummer and that staff runs golf league skins games members tournaments anything you need for you and your family is available at whitmore country club contact them today at 636-926-9622 all right let's go right to this whack and chase segment this is a good one well guys whack and chase continues once again this call all the way from florida Marty, love it. Love it. on the line. Who is it? Meet. What's his Marty. name? Marty. Marty. Nice. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Nice to meet you too. You're from Florida. Whereabouts in Florida, Marty? South Florida, Delray Beach. Nice. Nice. So, what's your question for uh, for Jay today? Um, my question for Jay today is: I have a, a dilemma, and I've had this dilemma for quite some time. Is that I'm having trouble two putting. From sixty yards and in. What the hell does that mean? Wait a minute, two putting from sixty yards and in. Yes. So. So you're hitting uh, a lot of good. You're hitting a lot of good wedges. Well, not really. Um, I'm having trouble putting. I have the chipping yips. So you're not chipping. You're hitting putts from off the green. That's how how that's happening. Is that where we're at? That's where we're at. Okay, so what would you like? I mean, when we talk, we got to ask you some very serious, technical, strategic questions, and then what would you what what would you like to happen from this? What what do you want to be able to accomplish from that sixty yard shot? Just I'd like to be able to hit the green thirty percent of the time from sixty yards. <laughs> Marty, it sounds like you're having a tough time. So, kind of the first question is, how bad do you want this? And so, I, here's the analogy I wanted to give you. Uh, tell us a good part of your game. Are you, are you do you hit the ball long, Marty? Are you a good bunker player? What do you do well? Uh, not a lot. Gotta give me something here, Marty. What, <laughs> Marty? Uh, do you do you drink at all? Oh, I drink quite a bit. Yes. Well, have you ever tried drinking before you go out and play? 
Um, it's 7 a.m. on Saturday morning. It's kind of tough, but maybe I should try. Maybe you should have quit. Yeah, yeah, just keep it going from the night this before. True. Maybe I shouldn't have taken a nap before I went to the golf course. So there isn't a part of the game that you feel good about? No, I feel good about my every. You know, I'm a decent putter, and I strike it pretty well. So do you bomb you know, it, Mar- Marty? Do you bomb it by any chance? Are you a long hitter? I hit it. Uh, yeah, I can hit it pretty good. Okay, so here's what I want to know on how bad you want to be able to chip. You bomb it off the tee. I can kind of tell by the attitude you're being uh, a subtle here. But if you had to give up bombing it and just hit like a 220-yard feather fade carp, uh, but in, in exchange you were able to chip the heck out of the ball, would you do it? Would you give it up? Sure. Wow, he's serious, just be, Jay. He's, just just he, because I'm sick and tired of all the guys I'm playing with, you know, calling me Dr. Wedge and, you know, <laughs> laughing at me trying to putt it from 75 yards. And, you know, I get I pull out my putter on Saturday from 64 yards. You got a, the caddy told me I have a 64-yard chip shot, and I got my putter in my hand. <laughs> What's the longest putt you ever hold, Marty? I, you know, I don't know. But I've I, I've knocked some sixty-five yarders up there pretty close. <laughs> you got to be strong to be able to putt something sixty-five yards through the grass down in Florida. <laughs> okay, so we got to ask Marty another one of the questions. We can already tell by apparently his his buddies are snickering at him. There's not one soul out there that's helping him. They're just kind of laughing at him. So Marty, give us your. We always like to hear everybody's best golf story that they've got. What what's the best golf story? Best experience you've had? Throw something out. Uh, everybody likes to hear stories. Throw out your best story. So, um, as a young boy, I'm playing with uh, my father and my brother. Um, and we are on the 18th hole of a golf course that uh, we grew up on. And I'm getting ready to drive the ball on the, first, on the 18th tee. And my dad says to me, he says, what are you doing? I said, I'm getting ready to hit it. And he said, can you not see that there is a beagle walking across the fairway at about 240 yards out? And, you know, I give my dad this crazy little look as any 13-year-old boy does. And I said, Dad, what are my chances of me hitting the stupid dog? Well, sure enough, I hit one that was about shin high. It <laughs> uh, took the poor be- hit the beagle right in the back. <laughs> So what were the comments of that group? What did your dad and brother do? <laughs> What's that? What did your dad and brother do after they <laughs> after they stopped laughing? I think he grabbed me by the ear and threw me around. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't by the ear, but I think I got you know he did. It was, uh, uh, but that was probably one of the the most memorable. Where another one was. Um, having my dad trying to hit a cut um, around a tree that was literally two feet in front of him and him swinging and hitting the ball and hitting the tree and coming back up and hitting him in the chin. And he, <laughs> he, he my, my brother and I started busting out laughing, and he looked at us like, you know, don't start laughing. We tried to hold it back in, but it was actually uh, – um, you know, it, was, it was very funny, very funny. Lots okay. of great golf stories growing up. Well, thanks, thanks for the stories. Now, something was very much revealed to me that I'm going to throw to Jay. He probably caught it, but I'm going to throw it out anyway. 
So somebody mentioned a dog at 240. So that tells me a couple things. One, he's 13 years old and he can hit the ball past 230 because he hits his dang dog on a fly. So I was right earlier that this guy's a bomber. So I got that down. But what that told me also is the power suggestion. Mr. Marty here is heavily influenced by the power suggestion. So I would say hypnosis. I would say it's solve time for you, and you can you just got to go plug into that. In my opinion, and what's the suggestion, and how's he got to kind of play with his mind to be able to hit these chips? <clears throat> well, the first thing you, you do is, um, and I don't know if this is going to work or not, Marty. It's a, J, but, it's a golf with Jay Delson show. It will work. Uh, this will it's work. Power That's suggestion right. for crying out loud! I just laid that out for you. I give this your best. He'll believe you, you. I feel like I know someone very similar to Marty, and I'm not sure. <laughs> That um, this will work, but let's give it a shot. I don't. I don't think you do. <laughs> so, obviously, you, you're a little anxious <laughs> when you pull your wedges out, right, Marty? Uh, you could say that. What, can you describe the feeling that runs through you when when that? Um, is it like? Uh, you get that wedge in your hand, and you're making a couple of practice swings. It sounds like he doesn't right, put the wedge in his no, hand. No, wait, listen. Right well, before well, you go back, all, right before you go back and get the putter first, and, and change all, clubs. Well, hold on a second. First of all, you need to understand my routine. I take out my 58 degree wedge, and the first thing that I say to myself: Am I going to hit this one-handed or cross-handed? <laughs> Actually, and one of I my suggestions. I need my putter. Actually, so, one of my suggestions my, was going to be to try to hit a cross-handed. Well, apparently, you can't use that <laughs> one because he's trying it. My my confidence is oozing at this time, knowing that I'm either going to hit it in the forehead, or I'm going to hit it and it's going to go 165 yards, or I'm going to hit it you know, four times uh, and not even get it to the green and get pissed and pick it up. Hey, if we get Marty to play with our buddy uh, that called in a couple of weeks ago, Joe, they would feel good about each other because neither one of them could chip the dang no, thing on the they green. Just, you know, Joe's favorite word, we had a guy call in Marty last week and he said, "What would, we, asked, we asked him what would make him feel better. He goes, if the, my opponent would just say, pick it up, Joe, that's good. <laughs> well, if, Joe must play with some nice, you know, some nice guys because, listen, they're just hoping that I have a sandwich in my hand chipping. <laughs> so, as a matter of fact, they'll probably send a car to come pick me up to play <laughs> this Saturday as well. So, Marty, could you take an 8-iron and play like a little bump and run? No. <laughs> <laughs> have you tried? Wait a second, Marty. No, wait a second. Have you tried that? Seriously? Yes. I have tried every club <laughs> in my bag. Man, do you not and know something? The only some... thing that works is my putter. There's that. I want to tell you another great story. I'm playing in a member guest golf tournament, and uh, we're on the 16th tee with my brother, or 16th uh, hole with my brother-in-law, and it's a par five, and we've gotten, got it in front of the green in two, and I've got about a 25 to 30 yard. Uh, pitch shot and I get my putter out and he's like are you kidding me and I said what are you talking about I said you got the yips too we're both putting it from 30 yards out he said but how are you going to get it around the sand trap and I said just watch he said whatever you do don't put it in the sand trap because he's got the, the, the you can't play out of the bunker. So what do I do? I put it in the bunker, 
He blazed his bunker shot over the green. I chili dipped my chip shot going back. He blazed it back into the bunker. Oh, man. And you know what? Our opponent said, pick it up. Five we, were, we were hitting nine. Hey, you got, if you were Joey, you would have had your wish. Somebody said, pick it up. <laughs> but they did that for their own for their own benefit, not for yours. They couldn't stand right, it anymore. Exactly. I think I'm going to go find Joe and play golf with Joe. I'm going to have a hell of a game. Does your brother that you played with a long time ago not play anymore? There's no way he can help you? Or what the heck? My brother? Well, I can tell you this. When he comes down to see me in Florida, and I go, we really need to work on this. And we go to the back of the range, and he tells me the exact same thing for the last 11 years, <laughs> and I still can't do it. He's like, he's like we got, we're done. <laughs> we're done. Let's go have lunch. Let's just right, forget about exactly. it. Okay, I, I, got, I, I, got, I got one for you. We got it. We got to go to solve. And I don't normally do this because this is – Golf with Jay Delsing, he normally solves it. But I got one question to throw out there that maybe you guys can can noodle with and see if it makes any sense to you. Have you ever tried to close your eyes over the chip and just chip it when you're not looking? I have tried closing my eyes. <laughs> I have tried hitting it, hitting it on one foot. <laughs> I have put golf balls under my uh, right heel. Uh, I have been, I don't know why the hell I did that because someone told me to do it. Uh, <laughs> so I'm a great putter. I was playing on Saturday and the guy had, I'm playing with a couple of my buddies and the guy goes, that's a hell of a two putt from 70 yards. <laughs> I got nothing. I, I would say, I would say. I got one more. I got one okay. more. Carry two extra golf balls with you. Put one in your right hand one in your left hand, and grip the club with a ball in each hand when you get up and pitch it. So you got the, the wedge and two balls in your <laughs> Good Lord. And, and um, we, have a, we have a health insurance plan here on, on the Golf with Jay Delsing show. I, 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 seriously, I think you should try that. He's, wait a second. He said he's tried everything else. I guarantee you Marty hasn't tried this. Have you, Marty? I've even taken lessons from my wife who doesn't even play golf. <laughs> Well, that's the suggestion from the golf with Jay Delsing is to get a, another golf ball in each hand, grab that, that thing, stand up there, and uh, chip it about four feet from the hole and see how many times it takes you to put it in from there. Well, uh, wait a second. A <laughs> ball in each hand? Yep. How the hell am I going to grab the golf club? Lightly. Very lightly. You'll just be holding it in your fingertips, which is where you need to be. Get rid of that tension. You'll be thinking about not dropping the golf balls. Next thing you know, you'll hit a couple good chips. I'll tell you what. You've got our web, our, our email. Do that for a couple weeks. Tell us how it works, Marty. Marty, this is, this is how we sign off for all the Whack and Chase episodes. We really appreciate you calling in. And if this helps you, tell everybody where you got this information. And if you keep sculling and fatting your chips, tell them we never met. I don't know who this is. <laughs> I think we lost Marty. Thanks a lot, Marty. Sure appreciate the call. Man, this whack and chase is really getting fun. If uh, reach out to us uh, if you would love to, if you'd like to be on, we'd love to hear some of your golf stories, some of your complaints, uh, just uh, general lamenting about golf is uh, is what we're about. And that's going to do it for this uh, this show today. Um, you know, maybe just maybe meet next week. We can get John to show up. You think he will? Uh Yeah, it's a pair of sixes. Oh, gosh. Jump ball. We'll see. Me, thanks for being with us. Um, 
Write us, Jay, at jdelsongolf.com. Hit him straight, St. Louis. That was Golf with Jay Delsing, brought to you by Whitmore Country Club. Tune in next Sunday for more from Jay, John, and the other pros and experts from the golf world. In the meantime, you can find all of Jay's shows at 101ESPN.com, as well as at jdelsinggolf.com. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.